to get it. St. John 14 and 1. It simply says, let not your heart be troubled. Ye believe in God, believe also in me. Let not your heart be troubled. I want to talk to you all just for a few moments, or as the Spirit leads from the subject matter from this particular verse, recentering life. Recentering life. You all know this particular passage of scripture is a very familiar passage. And we all know, and I believe you would agree with me, that Jesus' death delivers troubled hearts. You have to understand that the disciples had reason to be troubled. And it is obvious they had not grasped what Jesus was trying to get them to see regarding his death. Several things had just happened in the last few chapters that would disturb any group of people. And the scene before us needs to be clearly viewed, even felt to grasp the impact of what Jesus was about to say. The disciples were greatly troubled. In other words, they were disturbed, agitated, perplexed, worried, tossed about, confused, and distressed. Uh, you will discover that divisiveness discord had uh, set in among them. Desertion and betrayal by one of them was now known. Separation from the Lord had been the topic of discussion. Denying Jesus had just been talked about. And so the disciples needed to be settled down and given some sense of peace to receive some encouragement and uh, some new hope. And how much like believers, how often we are afflicted with trouble and need the same words of encouragement and hope. In fact, we need the same deliverance. We need to hear the words, let not your hearts be troubled. Believe in God. Believe also in me. And I wonder how many times I have read and spoken the words in our text. And I'm sure you have read and heard them countless times. They are familiar and the favorite words in most difficult times. They are the right words for times like today. I love the encouragement, the hope, and promise that stand behind these words. And I never get tired of hearing them. But today, if you would be transparent, many find these words difficult. It is difficult to say these words when your own heart is troubled. Uh, many hearts, many hearts, 
Many hearts are troubled today. Many saints, they are troubled about not being able to fully resume in-person worship. Listen, I'm enjoying being on Zoom and I'm enjoying looking at you, but there's nothing like in-person worship. Many are troubled uh, by those who are getting out and acting as if the virus is gone. Troubled by another day in the house and a life lived in increments of six feet. Troubled by all the things we cannot do. Troubled by millions of jobs being lost. And more than 198,589 deaths in the United States alone as of yesterday. Troubled because the virus continues. Troubled by the pain and the hurt of the world. Troubled because things are not like they used to be. Troubled because we are probably never going back to the way things used to be. And whether it is the coronavirus or a thousand other heart-troubling things, I suspect that many are living with a troubled heart. I don't want to talk to you all that have been glorified and gone to heaven and come back, as I oftentimes say. But I want to talk to those of you that have experienced or is, a, or is experiencing a troubled heart. Because it seems, it seems to be what happens when we do not know the way, the path, the route, or the method. And so I must ask you, what troubles your heart today? What does it feel like? We all experience it in our own ways. Some feel isolated, paralyzed, overwhelmed, anxious, powerless. Some feel off balance, out of control, disconnected, afraid, thoughts spinning in your head, no stability, despair, grief, tears and frustration, and some even feel anger. And I just want to know, do you recognize yourself in any of these? Because spoken or unspoken, I think there is a question every troubled heart is asking, and that is, will the center hold, or is everything collapsing around us? And that is my question, and maybe it's your question. And this question has nothing to do with your salvation. This question has nothing to do with your love for God. I think it is one that many are asking. And today, Jesus simply answers, let not your heart be troubled. And as much as I like those words, hey, I wish he would have been a little more precise. But you know what I discovered? I discovered that Jesus was never much for question and answer sessions. And so we ask, what is going to happen? And he says, let not your heart be troubled. We ask, how will we get through this? And his response is, let not 
your heart be troubled. Well, God, when will it all be over? His answer is, let not your hearts be troubled. Well, God, what will life, the world, and the church be like? And he answers, let not uh, your hearts be troubled. Well, Lord, I got one more question. Is everything going to be all right? At least answer that for me. And his answer is, let not your hearts be troubled. We have to understand, you have to see that Jesus is telling us, in other words, He's telling us to not lose our center in the midst of what's going on. And that is what happens when our hearts are troubled. We lose our center. We start living outside of ourselves. And when we do, life is then defined by and focused on external things. But I stop back here to let somebody know that Jesus is calling us back to our center. He's calling us back to our base. He's calling us back to our hub, telling us to recenter and rebalance. That's what God is saying to us today. He's saying recenter and rebalance. How many of y'all know that every now and then the tires on your car needs to be rebalanced? You hit the potholes and some of y'all keep hitting curves and going over this and going over that. And so every now and then, you have to rebalance your tires. Well, that's the same way it is with life. Life has its curves that we hit. Life has its pit holes that we hit. Life has its rough roads. And so what Jesus is telling us here today is that we've got to recenter and we must rebalance. He is inviting us to live from the inside out. I don't want y'all to miss this. He wants us to live from the inside out instead of from the outside in. And you need to know that you can live from the inside out. How come? Because greater is he that is within you than he that's within the world. Did you all not know? Did you not know? And even Jesus knows what it is, hallelujah, to be troubled. There were times that he lost his center. He too felt the weight of a collapsing world. Well, when you look at the 11th chapter of the book of St. John, he was deeply moved and troubled when he saw Mary weeping at the death of Lazarus. And then in that 35th verse of the 11th chapter, the Bible says, and then Jesus wept. And then when you go to the 12th chapter, you hear Jesus saying, now my soul is troubled. He said this as he faced his own death. And then in the 13th chapter, John says that Jesus was troubled in spirit when he told the disciples that he would be betrayed. And then you look in the 27th chapter of the book of St. Matthews, you hear him saying, my God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? Is that not the cry 
of a troubled heart. And when I began to look at the 11th chapter, the 12th chapter, and the 13th chapter, and the 27th chapter of the book of St. Matthews, I wondered if Jesus' heart was troubled, even as he was telling the disciples to let not your heart be troubled. How many of you all know that many times while we are encouraging you, we need encouragement ourselves. While you are telling other folk to hold on, you at the same time feel like giving up. How many times have we sang the Lord's song in a strange land in order to lift somebody else's spirit? I'm just wondering if Jesus' heart was troubled, even as he was telling the disciples, let not your hearts be troubled. Because the author of the book of Hebrews, the fourth chapter, he says, for we have not a high priest, which cannot be touched with the feeling of our infirmities, but was in all points tempted like as we are. In other words, he was saying we have a chief priest who is able to sympathize with our weaknesses. And he was tempted in every way that we are. And so I'm just wondering, was Jesus's heart troubled? It was troubled in the 11th chapter. It was troubled in the 12th chapter. It was troubled in the, in the 13th chapter. And so I'm just wondering, was his heart troubled when he told the disciples, let not your hearts be troubled? And then why wouldn't his heart be troubled? It is the night of the Last Supper. Feet have been washed. Judas is about to get up and leave the table. And I wonder if Jesus was talking to himself as much as to the disciples. I wonder if he was reminding himself as much as them that the Father's house is a sanctuary and a home for troubled hearts and that there are many dwelling places in the Father's house as there are troubled hearts. What if today's text, my God, what if today's text is a story about finding and recovering our true center or center ground? What if recentering is the front door of the Father's house for Jesus, the disciples, uh, and us? And what if we sometimes must lose our center so that we can find a new one, a truer one? Well, let me back the statement up real quick. You all know Jesus, he lived. Jesus died. Jesus rose to a new life. Let me say it again. Don't miss it. Jesus lived. Jesus died. Jesus rose to a new life. And that seems to be the universal pattern of life. First, you have order. Then you have disorder. Then you have reorder. And before the pandemic, we thought we had some order. But during the pandemic, it has caused a lot of disorder. And so therefore now, we must reorder. Well, maybe you catch it like this. Centered 
decentered and then recentered. All of us felt centered, but then when the pandemic hit, we felt decentered. And now what God is trying to tell us, we have to recenter because every reordering and every recentering opens up to a new life and keeps the present moment from closing in on us. And somebody else shout, the devil is a liar. Because the devil wants you all to think that life is closing in on you. But I got a word for the devil. And I want him to hear me loud and clear. Hallelujah. Life's not closing in. Fact of the matter is, life is about to get better. Somebody better shout, my life is about to get better. I got a word eyes have not seen, nor have ears heard. Neither have it appeared unto the hearts of men. What good things God has in store for them that love him. No, life is not. It's not closing in on us. And that's why Jesus can say to himself and to us, let not your heart be troubled. And if, my God, your heart is troubled, then it is possible that it's time for you to recenter. I'm going to say it again. If your heart is troubled, hallelujah, I don't care who I'm talking to. If your heart is troubled, God is saying it just simply means that you need to recenter because recentering begins by looking within and seeing the ways in which we are living a bizarre life, a decentered life, a life almost on the edge. Recentering will not eliminate the virus and perhaps it may not necessarily physical problems, whatever that, that might be. But one thing I know is when I recenter, then my God, I don't focus on my problems, but I focus on the problem solver. And how many of y'all know God is? He's a problem solver. And so recentering, it gives us a place of stability on which to stand. It binds our heart to faith, hope, and love. Recentering means loving our neighbors as ourselves, valuing the needs, hopes, and concerns of others as much as our own. It means being gentle with ourselves and gentle with others. Some of y'all need to recenter. You're too hard on yourself. And because you're hard on yourself, you're hard on everybody else. Recentering means forgiving not seven times, but 70 times seven. Whether it's forgiving yourself or forgiving somebody else. Recentering, it helps know what to hold on to and what we ought to let go of. Some of y'all are holding on to some stuff. You ought to get rid of the stuff. Because God is getting ready. He said, I want to do a new thing in you. Recentering connects us to the abundant life. And it connects us to each other. Recentering opens our eyes, ears, and hearts to the way, the truth, and the life. It reminds us that we are not the center, but that the center lies 
within each and every one of us. I'm going to say it again. You are not the center. Honey, we might have thought we was all of that. Hallelujah. But I'll stop by here to let you know we are not the center. The center lies within each and every one of us. Recentering means that we understand that it's in him that we live. We move and have our being and that without God, we are nothing. And without God, we would fail. Hearts are troubled and the world seems to be spinning out of control. But can I give you some good news? There is still, hallelujah, a point at the center, a still point that is not spinning out of control. It's a still point of peace. It's a still point of stability. God is the still point at the center. Somebody ought to declare, say, my God is the still point at the center. And when we recenter and understand that God is the still point at the center, then we can say, as Paul said in 2 Corinthians, the fourth chapter, Paul says, we are troubled on every side, yet not distressed. I need y'all to understand that yet not distressed because not distressed means to not be cramped beyond movement. That is, though one is crowded, he still have room to move around. I need somebody just move around a little bit because the devil try to paralyze you. The devil trying to make you feel like you're trapped. But somebody shout, the devil is a liar because we're troubled on every side. Yeah, I might be in close quarters, but guess what? I'm still able. I'm still able to move. He said, we're troubled on every side, yet not distressed. He says, we are perplexed, but not in despair. In other words, we may not know what to say or to do for a while, but guess what? That situation is not going to last long because God always comes to our rescue. And I stop back here to tell somebody, you need to hold on just a little while longer because God, he'll come to your rescue. You may be perplexed, but we're not in despair. He says, I'm persecuted, but I'm not forsaken. I'm cast down, but I'm not destroyed. In other, in other words, the enemy oftentimes caught up with Paul and he even knocked Paul down. But Paul said, that's all right. You might knock me down. But how many of y'all know we get knocked down? But somebody ought to say, but we get up. Somebody, you need to get up. You need to get up. Get up if you're on the Lord's side. Get up if you believe in God. Get up if you believe in the word of God. Paul says, I'm knocked down, but I'm not destroyed. Why? Because I know God, he's still at work. How many of y'all know God is still at work? And that's the reason why God says, let not your heart be troubled. He says, I need you to take this time and I need you to recenter. I need you to rebalance. You're off balance. Yes, I know you left all to follow me, but I need you to recenter. Yes, I understand that you misunderstood 
a lot that I was trying to tell you. But right now is not the time to be imbalanced. Right now is not the time, hallelujah, to be out of sync. God said, I need you to recenter. And how many of y'all know once you recenter, mm, hey, and once you know who God is, mm, and once you know that you belong to God, then you can join the songwriter. When the songwriter said, Jesus, mm, you are the center of my joy, and all that's good and perfect comes from you. You're the heart of my contentment. Hope for all that I do. Jesus, you're the center of my joy. In other words, I don't live from the outside in. I live from the inside out because I know Jesus is the still point of the center. And then he said in the verse, when I've lost my direction, he says, you're the compass for my way. You're the fire and light. When nights are long and cold, he said, in sadness, you're my laughter. How many of y'all know you can laugh? Somebody ought to break out in a Holy Ghost laugh. Some of y'all, your face, uh, you're even looking at me like you've been sucking on uh, sour lemons. Uh, you're looking at me like a disciples. When Jesus said, let not your heart be troubled. You're looking at me. I'm almost getting ready to stop your video. But laugh, laugh. I want you to laugh because laughter is good medicine. Times are not that tough. Times are not that rough. God's been too good to all of us. Woke us up this morning, clothed us. We're in our right minds, provided us with jobs, provided us with money, provided us with shelter. You ought to put a laughter on your face. He said, my sadness in sadness. God, you are my laughter. Everything else might be, hallelujah, going to pits around me. But when I think about you, God, when I think about your goodness, when I look out and see your glory, you are my laughter. And guess what? That shatters all my fears. And when I'm all alone, your hold, your hand is there to hold me. Hey, because why? Jesus, you're the center of my joy. And once you recenter, then you will say verse number two, you are why? Find pleasure. Hey, I don't find it in my relatives. I don't find it in going to the movies. I don't find it in going golfing. But God, I find pleasure in you. I find pleasure. In the simple things in life, you're the music, in the meadows and the stream, the voices of the children, my family and my home, you're the source and finish of all my highest dreams. Yes, Jesus, you're the center of my joy. Somebody put in the chat, Jesus, you're the center of my joy. I've got to recenter, I've got to refocus. I can't let my heart be troubled. I'm finished whether you believe it or not. He says, if you believe in God, you believe also in me. Is there anybody that believe in God? Is there anybody that believe that God can do anything but fail? He says, if you believe in me, if you believe in God, believe also in me. In my father's house, there are many mansions. And if it were not so, I would not have told you. But here's the good part. Put a smile on your face. I go to prepare 
a place just for you. And if I go and prepare a place just for you, I will come again and I will receive you unto myself that where I am, there you may be also. Listen, I got to recenter my life because I want to be where Jesus is. When it's all said and done, I want to be where Jesus is. I hear my mother singing right now. Oh, I want to see him. Look upon his face. There to see forever of his amazing grace on the streets of glory. Let me lift my voice. Cares are past. Home at last. Ever to rejoice. I don't know about you, but I got to go see Jesus. And in order for us to see Jesus, we better recenter. We better recenter. We better rebalance. Come on here, somebody. In order for us to see Jesus. And so during this pandemic, during these days that we are challenged on every hand, even though we don't know, even though we don't understand, can't believe the president, can't believe the vice president, can't believe nobody, hardly. But guess what? I believe God. Hey, somebody ought to shout, I believe God. I believe God's word. I believe God's word. I believe what's been written. God said it. I believe it. And that settles it. And I stand on the promises of the almighty God. Jesus is saying, don't let your heart be troubled. You believe in God. Believe also in me. He's saying, recenter your life. Because God is the steel point at the center. He's the steel point at the center. We no longer can operate outside in. But now we got to do it inside out. Well, maybe your problem is you ain't got enough God in you. Because he said it's the power that worketh in us. No power in you means no working by you. And so get God. Trust God. Recenter your life. Let's rebalance our life. Sometimes you got to start all over again. You have order. Disorder. Sometimes we have to reorder. Come on here, somebody. Jesus is our hope. Jesus is our all in all. And that's the answer to every question. Let not your heart be troubled. Don't become agitated. Don't become stressed out. That's a trick of the devil. Because if the devil can stress you, if the devil can cause you to be agitated, if the devil can cause us to be mean, cantankerous, unforgiving, then he don't have to worry about us applying the words of Jesus to our lives. Let not your heart be troubled. Don't become agitated. Take a walk. <laughs> Take a walk when things ain't going the way you want them to go. I come to tell you, and I'm finished, it ain't the way we want it to go. It's God's way. 
And until we stop allowing our flesh and our carnality and what we want, until we get that out of the way, we're asking God to do some things. And God is simply saying to us, I'm waiting on you to get out of the way. I'm waiting on you to recenter. I'm waiting on you to rebalance so that you can fully understand what I'm trying to accomplish in you. Huh? The devil don't want that. And so he's saying, don't let your heart be troubled. If you believe in God, believe also in me. Jesus said, I know what it means to have a troubled heart. (laughs) I know what it means to have a troubled heart. But in the midst of him having a troubled heart, he remained focused. He remained focused. Don't lose focus, beloved, during these trying times. Stay rooted, stay grounded. You're stable. You're standing on a sure foundation. We're, We're like palm trees. We may bend, but somebody ought to say, I'm not going to break. Somebody declared, I'm not breaking. I'm not breaking. I'm not breaking. I might be bent all the way over. I might be bent all the way over, but I refuse to break. Because when the storm of life is over, I'm going to straighten back up. And when I straighten back up, I'm going to be centered. I'm going to be grounded. I'm going to be like a tree. Planted by the rivers of waters, and I shall not be moved. Every eye closed, every head bowed. I shared with you what the Lord placed on my heart to share. In what ways are you living off center? Come on, we have to do a self-examination. Don't look at everybody else and try to figure everybody else out. It's me, God. It's me. In what ways are you living off-center? And what in you today needs recentering? Only you can answer that question. I can't answer it. Only you can. What is just one thing, just one thing, you can change or do today that will help bring you back to your center. One thing. What is the one thing? The one thing that we can do to bring us back to our center and allow God to be God and live a free, non-troubled life. Now, God, I thank you for your goodness. Thank you for your love. Thank you for your kindness. Thank you for your word. I shared with your people what you've placed on my heart to share from the words that you spoke. For us to let not our hearts be troubled. God, we believe in you. Hallelujah. We know you can do anything but fail. God, help us, help us, help us. Help us to refocus. Help us to recenter our lives. God, during this time of this trying time, COVID-19, the virus, this serious pandemic, 
God, the devil's trying to shake us. And we know that he's trying to shake the very foundation that we're standing on. But we declare right now, God, that we're going to recenter our lives. We're going to recenter our hearts. God, we're going to rebalance. We know that you have a work for us to do. God, we know that it's not over. It's not over till you say that it's over. God, help us to take our hands out of it. Help us, God. Help us. Help us. God, you know it's challenging. You know it's hard for us to do. But God, we come before you very humble. You already know all about us. God, help us to get our hand out of it. Help us. Help us to get our hand out of it. Help us, God, to just turn everything over to you. Trusting you, depending on you every step of the way. God, help us. Ah, God, to recenter to the point that we love our neighbors as ourselves, that we value the needs and the hope and the concerns of other people. Help us, God, to recenter ourselves to where we can forgive, God. Even when we feel that forgiveness is hard, God, help us to recenter, to know that no, we can't forgive, but the God in us can. Help us, God, to live from the inside out. And not to be distracted by what the world is trying to dictate to us, how society is trying to cause us to live. But God, help us to live in you. Help us to live a a holy life, a separated life, a life that is led by you in the name of Jesus. God, now those that know sickness, manifest yourself in a mighty way, in the mighty name of Jesus. Lift us up where we belong. And God, we say thank you and we praise you and we magnify your great name and we give you the honor. Somebody put those hands together and say, thank God. Thank God. Say, thank God for Jesus. Come on. Thank God for Jesus.